Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. Now, before we get to our amazing guest today, which I will tell you a little bit more about in just a moment. I want to share some of the things that are going on in our life right now and ask for a little bit of help and support from you guys. Now, as you guys may or may not know, our dog Bailey is really, really unwell at the moment. And to be honest, at the time of this recording, we actually thought we might have to put him down today. And it's been really, really challenging. And we've just been given this three-day window that hopefully in that time something miraculous will happen and the um you know the what's going on with him will start to subside i mean it's freaking crazy because the dog is so incredibly healthy except for this huge lump that he has and unfortunately it's just not responding to the the medication or to the yeah the medication so the first thing i just want to say and i want to ask if you guys could all just Just send Bailey and our family your best wishes and healing wishes, please, because this dog is such an important part of our life and he's so young and he's got so many years left in him and we genuinely want to do everything we possibly can to try and get through this and not lose him in the process. So that is the first thing. Now I'm just going to take a deep breath and pull myself back together. Now, one of the great lessons, because you guys know what I'm like, I look at the world through this frame of metaphors and lessons and what is it here to teach us? And one of the amazing things that has been a real gift through this time as we've gone through this process with Bailey is that for the first time in our life, we have been in a position to throw everything at Bailey's healing journey. You know, in the past, we have lost a couple of other dogs and yes, they were older and yes, it was, you know, probably their time. But I did always wonder with one of them in particular, like if we'd had the money to pursue all the other options, would we have got to keep her for a number of years? And at the time I was deep in scarcity, we were living paycheck to paycheck. There was no way we could invest the thousands of dollars that we've invested in Bailey this time around. 
And one of the great lessons that this has taught me is that I can financially take care of myself and my entire family, even when something unexpected crops up and it's really big. That for me is massive because there are decades of my adult life where I was so afraid I couldn't be that person. Emotionally, I'm there for everyone. You know, I can I can do it. I'm resilient. I'm strong. I always have been. I've always been empathetic. I've always been, um, you know, I can see the good in everything, but I can hold space. I'm a great listener. Like the soft skills have always been my strength. But one of my greatest fears as an adult has been getting into a situation where one of the family members is sick and we don't have the money for the treatment. And one of the the incredible gifts that this beautiful dog of ours has given me is that good old Lion 3 experience that I have fucking got this. I have fucking got this. And that in itself has been such a gift through this whole process. You know, it's also given me this opportunity to get really deeply, um, what's the word, uh, to create a deep understanding of, of how my undefined spleen feels. You know, like there's this thing that I've noticed that I did with, with my dad. Uh, I do it with my mum. And I notice that I do it around people who are sick and I even do it around Bailey. And the thing is that my spleen, I can feel the dis-ease. I can feel the dis-ease in these beings. And what I have tended to do is I go into fix-it mode right? I, you know, solve the problem, want to fix it because I'm so uncomfortable with their dis-ease of whatever kind it is um, or their fear. You know, in my mum's case, it's a lot, it's very fear-based. So I go into this place of trying to fix it because, you know, as you guys know, I'm a line five. That's what I do. However, what this amazing dog has also given me is the realization that I actually can just sit in the discomfort I can let that energy and discomfort just be there, knowing that it's not mine. And sometimes there is nothing I can do, no matter how much I try. And this has been such an incredible gift because it's helped me not only just be with Bailey, even though I can feel his his dis-ease and his fear, um, But it's also really helped me be with my mom, who's at this time in her life. And as you guys know, I'm going through this whole process of healing the mother wound. Um, And I love my mom. She she's a beautiful human. And I'm, you know, I had such an amazing upbringing. Um, I had a lot of love, a lot of support, a lot of those things. And, you know, it hasn't always been easy with her, but we're at this time where she is in her late 80s and all I want is peace within that relationship. I just want us, I just want me to be able to sit with her on a, you know, regular basis and just enjoy being with her without feeling this discomfort from dis-ease or fear that just amplifies in my body. So one of the beautiful practices that I've been doing, and of course you can do this with your undefined spleen, you can do this with any of your centers, right, that are undefined and how you can start to let go of other people's energy and not identify with it. Because when I was trying to solve the problem, I was identifying with that energy. Like there was something I had to do about it so I could feel different, right? Whereas what Bailey's taught me is I'm, you know, like, shit, if we've only got days well, I'm not going to fucking avoid the dog. I'm going to sit with him and I'm going to pat him and I'm going to hug him and I'm going to cuddle him. And I'm going to sit in that dis-ease. And I'm sure it comes as no surprise, but that energy just dissipated. That discomfort just dissipated. As I sat with him in that space, I could just let go of that of that feeling of that energy of that fear because I knew it wasn't mine to hold on to. 
I know it's not mine to solve or fix because, look, I'm fucking doing everything I possibly can. So is Justin. So are the vets. We're all doing everything we possibly can. We have all fucking got this. You know, Bailey is so goddamn happy. You know, he's out chasing a ball. He looks healthy. He'd put on all of this weight. You know, he just, everything looks so good. But we just are trying to get on top of this thing. It has to, it has to start getting smaller. But the point is I just really wanted to share this story with you because as a line three, I can really articulate how uncomfortable it can feel to feel other people's energy, their disease and fear in this this circumstance. And for those of you that are undefined in the emotional solar plexus, you know, wow, I can only imagine as I go through this experience, I, I think about what would this feel like if it was mental pressure? What would this feel like if it was um, emotional? What did what would this feel like um, if it was in the throat? You know, in some of the centers that I don't have, so that I can start to get a real experience of what all you guys go through. And I mean, I know I've worked with people, I've done thousands of hours with people now, but I think we always we're always learning, and we're always exper- experimenting, and we're always evolving. And I think it's important that you know we try to understand how other people experience life because that that creates compassion. It creates understanding. Anyway, one of the things that I really want to talk to you about, and I know I'm coming from a, a much more serious place than I usually do, but it's really, really important. One of the things that is so powerful in this really challenging time with Bailey as I said, is the fact that I have overcome, I have faced one of the biggest fears I've had in my life. And that is that I can't financially take care of a sick member of our family. And one of the things that I want you guys to hear is this is because I have discovered who I am and why I'm here. And now I get to do work that lights me up and it keeps me paid. It gets me, you know, one of my biggest, you know, the thing that I wrote on my, my vision board or in my vision book, cause I have a folder, um, was always, I just want to get paid to be me. I just want to get paid to be me. And this is the thing that I get to do every single day. And I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for human design, because I would still be trying to shove myself into, some other form of behavioral coaching or whatever it might be, just wondering why I still feel like something's missing, you know? And I really want this for all of you. Not to feel like something's missing. I really want everyone to feel like, wow, I'm getting paid to be me. I'm getting, um, I'm creating a life where even when challenges arise, I really have got this. It's bigger than just that, that governing belief that I have. Like I know that I can handle anything that comes my way. But as a line three, when I have the experience of these things, it's profound. It's massive because it really rewires everything in my body at such a higher experience um, or higher level. So one of the things that I really want to share with you guys is that I really believe that if all of us start to let go of who we think we should be, you know, what we think we should be doing, how we're meant to be earning money, Um, you know, all of these shoulds, shoulds, conditioned ways of trying to fulfill this purpose that we're deciding between our ears and we let go of all that and we actually step into, I don't know why I'm going in this direction, but I'm going to do it. Or... Yeah, I can see how responding to a mentor that says someone needs a podcast on human design would be good, but that's scary and I don't want to do it. But instead, following, just following the breadcrumbs. And human design is that thing that gives us all the opportunity to follow the breadcrumbs. But I want you to know that it doesn't mean that it just becomes super simple and easy. We always have to go through that process of understanding, is this me out of my comfort zone? Or is this me out of alignment? You know, one of the things in the moment, the first time we had to really 
start to make some of the big decisions with Bailey was he was literally under anesthetic on the operating table. We had the surgeon um, on the phone and I wasn't with Just at the time. So we, you know, sort of in this uh, three-way conversation and we hung up for a moment from the surgeon so that we could actually have a discussion. Like, are we going to um, invest all this money in the dog? Is this the right thing for Bailey? Like, is he going to be in pain? Like, you know, because we don't we don't want to be selfish and keep this dog around if he's going to be in pain because that's not the right thing to do. And we were having this conversation and I'm literally standing in the street sobbing, right? And all I can think to myself is, oh, my God, I can't make this decision. I've got emotional authority. I need time. And in that moment, you know, and I'm thinking this and we're trying to, I'm trying to keep my shit together and have a conversation. Just, just says to me, he says, look, if we can't do this or it's too much money, I get it. It's okay. Don't worry. And it was in that exact moment that I actually trusted a feeling over a thought. And the feeling was the money's easy. Just back yourself. This is what I want for everyone. I want you to be able to integrate your design in a way that even if you're emotional authority like I am and you don't have 24 hours, you can you know what that feeling feels like because you've experimented and you've practiced and you've trusted and you've built a relationship with it and it's guided you to magical, amazing places so that when you're in a really dark and challenging place, you can fucking trust it. And in that moment, not only was it the best decision for Bailey, but it was the best decision for me to step into my fear. It was the best decision for our family. And, you know, like always, the universe kind of, she knows what the bigger plan is all about. This trust in myself has been something that I've built over years and I genuinely believe that the more of us that can get to this place, like all of you listening, We can transform planet Earth because we are more connected to nature, to spirit, to source than we are to the mind and the ego and fear. So on that note, if that all sounds like something that you want to do, you want to really fulfill your journey, you want to be the best version of you, you want to actually live your experiment in a way that you can build incredible self-trust that can help you take your power back in the most incredibly challenging situations because let's be honest we live in a time of chaos we need to be able to trust we can make the best decisions for ourselves. then come and join come and join my masterclass, which is a week away now we're going to talk about purpose but purpose is so much bigger than money and impact and fulfillment It's really about this deep trust that we are here to build with ourselves, with the universe, with source. And when we start to really live in alignment with that, magic happens. Trust me, freaking magic happens all the time. And hopefully miracles too. Well, I know miracles do happen all the time, but let's hope that we can have a miracle for Bailey. So thank you to every single one of you who are sending beautiful, healing, loving thoughts to Bailey. Um, I'll let you know. I'll let you know how we go. It's going to be a challenging three days, let me tell you. (sighs) Okay, so... Let me tell you a little bit about the incredible human I am about to share with you. Heather is a holistic practitioner and teacher of yoga, meditation, and Akashic reading. For over 20 years, she's led teacher training, mentorship programs, and retreats. She offers a combination of innovative in-person and online mentorship programs designed to help modern individuals ascend and align. My experience with Heather was absolutely incredible, amazing, and I'm going to share a lot of that story with you in today's episode. So stay tuned to hear all about Heather Ivany and the Akashic Records. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. 
Now today, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to introduce my guest to you um, because I have been looking, or at least I should say calling in an Akashic Records person for the longest possible time. And even a couple of months ago, I said to Taylor, I'm like, why is this person not turning up? And sure enough, I'm pretty sure she's she was literally in my email box for ages. And um, all of a sudden, um, we started having a conversation and I had an experience and wow, it was so worth the wait. So Heather Ivany, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Emma. I'm really delighted to be here with you. I'm so, so excited to talk about the Akashic Records. But before we get into that, do you want to just let the listeners know um, a little bit about yourself? Please include your human design. It'd be great if you've got type, authority and profile, if you know that off the top of your head. I usually have um, already looked at people's charts and that sort of thing, but I haven't done that today. Uh, And just tell people a little bit about what you do and how you got here today. Okay. Um, so I started off in the realm of yoga. So in my early twenties, um, I have always been drawn towards experiencing and expressing the spirit through physical movement. So yoga was just a very natural fit for me and worked in that, um, realm for over 20 years. So teacher trainings, retreats, workshops, um, asana, meditation, And then in the last probably three or four years, I've just been having a call to go deeper and to um, be able to just explore the avenue of spirit with individuals in particular, aligning with what their soul's purpose is in this lifetime. So when COVID hit, it was just a natural, easy progression um, because the studios obviously were all shutting down. And about the third shutdown was when I kind of made the transition to move from uh, doing physical classes and moving into Akashic training and sessions and also mentorship. So I've been doing that for the last probably three years or so and loving it. I just love um, the depth that I get to go to with people. Sometimes all someone needs is just a one session to just really get confirmation that they're already on the trajectory that they're meant to be on. And that just sends them sailing. And sometimes individuals, after a session, they want more tools. So um, one thing that you said, like working with people with these one-off sessions to kind of really um, almost like give them the, the, the tap on the shoulder or the like, yes, you're going in the right direction. And this is definitely the experience that I had with you because I mean, I know that you don't know, um, you're not like really into human design. You hadn't necessarily listened to the podcast. You didn't know me. And that was what was really cool about the session that I had with you was that the things that you shared with me, I was like, no way, you know, like even to the last, um, the last thing you said on the session, it was like, um, and you were really resistant. You were like, I don't know why I have to say this, but it's just do it. And I'm like, stop it. Like that is literally one of my things that I'm like, just do it. Just take action. You can't stuff this up. And it's actually in my design. One of my um, my design earth for the listeners out there is the gate 16. And, and part of the gate 16 is this energy of just do it. Just make a mess, whatever you need, just do it. Cause that's going to get you to closer to mastery. So I had like all of these little pieces all the way through that I was like, how did you know that? Oh my God, that's amazing. But before we get to talking a little bit more about my session, what I'm super curious about is like, what is the Akashic Records? I mean, I've sort of done a little bit of research and I know that I shared this when we first, um, when we had our session together, but can you really explain like, what are the Akashic Records? Right, right. So Akashic Records, so it's two ways that we can talk about this. Akashic Records is literally the the blueprint of your soul. So anything that holds consciousness has an Akashic record. So we can look at the Akashic records of humans with permission. I'll just put that caveat in there. I have to I have to have permission before I can access someone's records. But there's Akashic records for animals and plants and uh, planets and stars. There's Akashic records for uh, moments in history that you can go into and look at as well. Uh, and every single conscious um, living thing has an Akashic record, but also if it's um, even a project that has a transformational component to it, 
it has a consciousness connected to it. So it's not the living, breathing consciousness that we're familiar with, but it has a soul. It has um, a vibrational frequency. And that's housed in the bigger umbrella of what we call Akasha, which is a Sanskrit word for spirit or space. So other languaging that we use with this is quantum physics, if you're science-based. Yep. Um, other languaging that we use is the, the, the book of souls or the soul book is another way. Um, every single religion has um, a way of just like using the Akashic records in their own languaging and it's described in their, in their sacred text. So it's the study wow. of everything. Yeah. Love yeah. that. And mm-hmm. what I'm really curious about, I mean, I'm curious about so many things and, you know, talking of gate 16, my enthusiasm is off the charts right now. Um, what I'm curious about is like with these Akashic records, obviously you go and you access them. Um, and even there was something, you know, in the session that you did, there was even, there was a certain grace about the way you worked with the records and the way you set the space and, and all of those things. Um, is there like a, a standard way that everyone accesses them or does it depend how you were trained or who you trained with? How does that work? Yeah. Great question. So first, like, just know that we oftentimes access the records unconsciously, right? So before I did the the formal training of learning how to read the Akashic records, I was already accessing the records. I just wasn't aware that I was accessing the records. So I would go and teach a yoga class and it would be that that moment at the end of the class where people would come up and they'd be like, oh my gosh, it's like you're inside my head and saying all the things that I needed to hear today. And it's, that was me. And I would just say, well, I'm just tapping into the field and I'm, and I'm just connecting to everyone in the room and creating a bit of a theme to the practice that we're doing. But I didn't know that it was the Akashic records. So just know that like everyone accesses them when you're in the zone. That's another way that we're, that we're in the records is when we're playing in the zone and when we feel like things are aligning. Um, And even like bigger pictures, like if you look at like George Lucas with Star Wars, like that is such a huge um, movement that happened through the Star Wars series. It's not just George Lucas. So whether he's conscious or unconsciously working the records, he's getting downloads and information from a space that's beyond his his limited human essence, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. And one of the things I'm curious about, because as I said, like there was so much and we were really open because I don't think in our session I had a specific intention. And it was actually after, and I'm going to get to that, it was after that I had this question that that I wanted to ask and sort of really focus my intention. But what I'm really curious about is that if these Akashic records are all there, which they are because we're accessing them and we had the conversation that I shared about um, the time that I did this this blind read and you're like, yeah, exactly, that's you accessing the Akashic records. It's just you you don't realise that that's what you're doing. But I've heard that they work like past, present, future, all dimensions and all that sort of stuff. So let's say someone comes to you and says, Oh, am I going to achieve my business goals? Like, is that something people come to you with? And if so, how does free will play into that? Because you might be accessing potentially something on a, like one lifeline, if you like. Like, how does that work? Does that make sense? It's a very big open oh, question. And we never yeah. actually got to your design. So I don't know if you're a generator or a projector or what, do you know what type you are? Yeah, I think um, I have had a session once. Emotional generator is that perfect? A yep, that's great. That's, that's it. it. That's okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so great question. So, I'm going to try and break it down into a few different parts. So, yes, when we're opening the record, so this is this is lovely for your audience to just um, open up their lens to a little bit. We're we're at, when we're accessing the book of your soul. So think of it like an etheric library and you go to the shelf and you take off your soul book. And when you open it up, it contains everything, past, present, future, lives that you've lived alongside your thoughts, your belief systems, um, ideas that you had that never actually actualized. So all of this information is contained within your soul book. And when we open up the Akashic records, um, we use references like Lord of the Akashic Records and, and we talk to our guides and our teachers, but 
that we conceptualize them so that we can understand them in our in our brain that understands things through contrast. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is it's energy frequency. So there aren't actual, I mean, some people believe so, but there aren't actual archangels with wings flying around in a dimensional realm giving us um, peace or giving us um, healing energy. It's an energy frequency that we're tapping into with an archangel. And we put the picture of the person with the wings on it so that we can conceptualize and personify what's happening so that we can augment the, the energy that we're working with, right? Mm. So, so when we're working with the Akashic Records, and I'm opening up your, your soul book, there's energies that protect the records. And they also filter the records so that, that when I open it, it's not just this noise of information that's coming in and you and I are spending the hour trying to make sense of it, it's distilled and filtered and, and it pulls certain strings down from it that helps to um, support the present moment that you're in. Mm. So if you're asking a future uh, question about like, am, am I going to have success in my business? Just know that the future isn't laid out. And so there's many possibilities. So what we might get a glimpse into is a option of um, a, a choice point that you have but keep in mind that we live parallel universes and this gets a little bit complex, but this particular lifetime that you're in might not fulfill that particular stream of energy, but it is being fulfilled in another dimensional realm. Wow. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's pretty big. So we don't go into like, I, I, my like niche or my like joy and passion and mission with the Akashic Records is to support people present moment, soul purpose how to align with it. If you go to another Akashic record um, leader, they might be really honored in working with past life regression. So when you go and visit them, they're going to give you a lot of information on a past life um, that will serve you very well. And for me personally, in a session, I only go into a past life if it helps to create clarity on something that we're working in in the present moment. So we yeah. kind of tap into it, but then we come back to present. We don't spend the whole hour there. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, and what, what I love is that I find that people are organically attracted to the type of Akashic record um, guide that fits their soul. So if someone really wants to know about their past lives, they're not they're not going to hone into my my frequency and book a session with me. They're going to be guided through their guides to book with someone else. Yeah. Right? So so the people that I work with are primarily working like really interested in their present moment and soul purpose and aligning with it. Yeah, I love it. I I absolutely love this because purpose is one of the biggest topics that I talk about in my business mm. and it's really funny. The more I talk about it, the more I think, yeah, wow, this is really aligned to what I'm on the planet to do is to really empower people to step into their purpose. So again, that that really resonates. And you said like, you know, in that moment, it's filtered so we receive what we need in that moment. And for me, one of the things, and through my design for those that are listening, I'm so I'm a line three, I have to have an experience. Um and I'm always looking for um, synchronicities or synergies and those sort of things because it's almost like my frequencies that are angels, guides, you know, past my dad, what my grand, whatever it might be, um, it's like one of the things they know for me is like give her the synchronicities, like give her the, um, the just do it, the thing that's like how did you know that because that's when all of a sudden I'm like I am so all in, like I was already all in but now I'm really all in because I can, I'm can i getting those, frequent, uh, those, those synchronicities. So that was one of the things that really um, blew my mind with the session was there were so many things. And what was really cool, and this has been happening a lot with me recently, so it might even be my energy as well, but, you know, whether it's a podcast guest or it's um, – you know, some sort of practitioner that I'm working with, like I'll have a question in my mind, but I don't get to it. They get to it before I get to it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of noticed those things were playing out um, in our session as well, which I think is just so fascinating. Um, And one of the questions that I, after the session, because I was really conscious of your time and after the session, I was like, oh, could I just ask one more question? And this was something I'd been talking to friends about. um, And it was something that I kind of wanted, you know, confirmation on. I wanted something to respond to as I'm a manifesting generator. 
And what was really fascinating is I asked you this question. I sent it to you in voice message and you went into the to the records. And one of the really specific things you said, and again, like talk about synchronicity, was um, this, it was like ultimately the answer to my, to my question was yes. And what you said is that there's already someone in your life and this is what you need to respond to to go and act on that. And you've basically used human design language, like you've given me something to respond to. And at the time, I'm sure you didn't know that you were even doing it. So, and at the time I'm like, oh, really? There's someone in my, and like with that, the penny dropped. And the next day I met with someone that just opened up a massive door into the thing that we were talking about. And all of a sudden, like all the dominoes are happening. And I just thought like a large part of the work that um, you and I working together, what you really gave me was, again, the thing that I bang on a lot is like, oh my God, you just proved to me that I can trust myself. I can trust Mm. these feelings or these insights or these directions. And because so much of what you shared was just like, oh my God, that's it. Yep. That's the thing I was thinking about, or that's the thing I'm going, or that's the direction I'm going in. And it just really gave me more confirmation to really trust my unconscious accessing the Akashic records. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, Yes. Which is so, so powerful. Yeah. And I find too, like a lot of people will come to a session and a lot of what comes through in the session is confirmation that what they're already doing is, is what they're meant to be doing. And it's just very relieving. I think for people like, like to just know that exactly what you said, that, that what I'm receiving from the universe is, is actual and I'm receiving it clearly and I'm understanding it in the way that I'm meant to. And, and it just gives them empowerment or movement or momentum to just stay the course and do what they're, what they're meant to be doing. Um, yeah. And, and this is also why I love offering training in the Akashic Records is because the whole first month that we're spending time together, it's reading your own records. And the only way to do that is to trust in yourself. You have to trust the, the responses that you're getting through your senses that they're not just made up, that they're not, um, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I, I always get things this way. So this is, I'm just falling into my default mode. Like most of what I'm doing in that first month is holding the space by believing in the student to, to be able to read the records until they get to the point where they can hold the space for themselves and yeah. know that they can read the records. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And oh my God, if I hadn't just signed up for five new things, I'd be signing up now for that right away. So I'll see you later in the year, just quietly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so what I want to talk about, I want to talk about soul's purpose, because this is something through the frame of human design, as I've said, I talk about a lot. Um, I know my journey, my experience has just been a big bucket of confusion. Um, now I know I'm on purpose. I know what that feels like. I know what that looks like. I know what my themes are. Um, but that's because I've literally hunted them down for two decades. And I fully appreciate that a lot of my work has been done from the mind until I started to really start to feel my purpose as opposed to do my purpose, to be it instead of doing it. But I would really love to hear, like, how specifically do you help people connect to their sole purpose? Like, it is, is it something that's written in detail in the records or is it something that, like you said, it's filtered at certain times, so you're sort of given... Um, what you need to take the next bit. Like, tell us a little bit about that soul's journey and how you help people connect to it or that soul purpose and how you help people connect to it. Yeah, it can be different for different people. Um, like like for yourself, um, when you were asking the questions and I was giving you the yes answers, it's because there, it was such a loud yes. So even though you're asking a, a question about a future and it's a possibility, the fact that it came through so um, powerfully, so concretely, so like non-negotiable with you, that's how I understood like this is absolutely what you're meant to be doing in this lifetime, moving mm-hmm. forward in this direction. And for the other individual, there's some people, I'll be honest, there's some people that come in and they want information on what their soul's purpose is. And a lot of what comes through is is tools and guidelines for them to be able to um, be present, be in a space of peace and calm, 
and giving them ways in which they can work with just accessing soul and accessing wisdom and accessing energy. So I, I'm I'm clear with them where I'm saying, you know, it's not coming through 100% what your soul's purpose is, because these building blocks need to be established first. And mm-hmm. once you spend time here, then your purpose is going to filter in. But if your purpose comes in first, it's going to just fall on very sandy soil because there's not a foundation there to support it. So it might be disappointing to some to, to, to hear it that way, but, but I, I have to relay it in the way that their soul is speaking to them. And, and, uh, and oftentimes they'll come back, you know, a few months later and be like, okay, I've been doing the things and let's see if there's another um, clue here for me to play with. And, and always there is right. Yeah. 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 And I love that. And I think that this is really, really important because through the frame of human design, what I see is I see people come to me, they want to they want to live in alignment with their design, they want to know their purpose, they want to make money, they want to build their business, rah, rah, rah. And what happens is that they take in all the knowledge, but they don't integrate it, they don't get into their body. And I think what you're talking about, and I know for me, um, you know, it's that that place where I go and I'm in this force and people get to this place where they're trying to force through the mind instead of feel through the body. And um, oftentimes, and I had so many coaches, readings, um, healing sessions where I would get exactly that information. And I remember at the time going, I don't want to, you know, like mm-hmm. my design, I've got a design, uh, a defined will center. So I am this very determined human. And it was really when I got to the point where I went, oh, shit, if I keep getting this same message, I need to actually surrender. I need to actually um, let go, be present, you know, heal the body, rest, recover, whatever this feedback is that I'm constantly getting. Um, And the moment that happened was when flow really started to happen in my life because it was like you need to stop trying to force everything through the mind as opposed to, trusting the body, trusting the energy, trusting the guidance. And timing has been a huge part of my purpose. You know, I wanted it 20 years ago, if you like, um, but I had to become a whole new human before I could fully step into my purpose. I had to have all these experiences and I have to learn all these things. So when someone comes to you and they have, you know, they come to you probably from a place of they're stuck or they they want something different, they want to transform, Um how do you really support them to connect into their own wisdom? You know, like obviously when you're training people to connect to the Akashic Records, it's like building that that commune with yourself and building trust that way. But when someone comes into, into, ses- into the session with you, like how do you really help them? And I suppose it's different for everyone, but what would be your advice for people out there that are really needing to build their trust in themselves and their sole purpose? Well, the field of the soul is a soft energy field. The, the, the concept of effort and striving, that's, that, that only exists in our human, our human self, right? The same with desire. Desire exists in this human element that we're in, but desire doesn't exist in the other dimensions when we move into them. So when oftentimes what's happening is, I mean, we just have such a societal conditioning of um, hard edging, of um, work hard in order to be rewarded, of being independent, of doing it on your own. Like there's so much masculine energy that is um, pushed upon us from a very early age that for many, it's it's the process of undoing. They want to be in connection with their soul. Well, the soul exists in the soft realm, the subtle realm. Mm. So how can we soften the body physically and relax it, right? So maybe I'm, I'm suggesting yoga nidras as a, as a means to um, allow the different layers of the body to be massaged and opened up. Um, oftentimes there's a connection to presence. So there's, there's a lack of willingness to be in present moment. They're more comfortable in future anxiety or depressions from the past. Mm-hmm. So it's working on just redirecting the attention to present moment. Cause this is the only place where life exists. Meaning this is the only place where your soul is, is, is in present moment. It's not in the, we can access the past, but it's not in the past right? Mm. So 
the those those would be the two main components how much time how much real estate in your day is invested in present moment and can we just start to learn to redirect the attention to leave the future or the past and come into the present it's the space where i mean where life exists but the mind will always try and convince us it's never enough yeah so it's this this constant battle right between the soul wanting to be present and the mind wanting to be anywhere but present and so just recognizing that that the two might never agree but we can create the patterns that help us to loop back into present moment and then when we're there how can we soften the edges how can we relax physically emotionally energetically so that we're literally just slipping into the jet stream of the akasha or the meditation current or the nidra state whichever frequency you're tapping into it just slips in because you attune to it through your subtlety oh i love that i love that and it's fascinating i feel like it's been one of my greatest journeys is learning to just slip into that flow state like you're talking mm-hmm. about, you know. Um, it's that it sounds simple, but getting ourselves out of our head. And I've done both anxiety and depression and lived in that world where I was either in the future or, or in the past. And that shift into the present moment, one of the things that although it can feel really uncomfortable when the ego is like, but have you thought about this and what about that? And you should be this and you should be that. Um but actually slipping into the magic of that present moment is really like that's where it all is. That's where the mm. most exciting um, experiences of my life have been is like being present, like when I don't know. I know for me one of the things I love is a brand new experience because I'm the most present I will almost ever be with whatever that thing is because I'm not trying to do anything or be anything. I'm just like, okay, this is my first crack at it. I'm just going to have a go. And I really try to practice almost that energy and I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive but practice that that and I suppose meditation and and Buddhism talk about that as the beginner's mind like really trying to build that beginner's mind and the curiosity in the beginning but with with when when someone works with you I'm really curious so for me I was someone who came or at least worked with you at a, a point in my journey where I have built a lot of clarity around my purpose and one thing that I think is really interesting is I know the themes of my purpose. I know how it feels in my body. Um, I kind of know which direction it's going in a lot of the time. But one thing I used to do when I was just a behavioral coach is like we, we, we have a mantra, we have a thing, it's this, you know. Um, but I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about that because the more work I've done on purpose through the frame of um, human design is I now realize that my purpose isn't one mantra. I'm a manifesting generator as well. So I feel like it's a bunch of themes that are all sort of melded together that are then expressed through me as something completely unique. Do you, in your experience, do you feel like every person has this really clear like mantra, like my purpose is to empower people to blah, blah, or do you feel like purpose is actually something that, that we just express through ourselves each day? I'd love to sort of hear your definition around purpose. Well, I think it's, I think it can be both and right. Um, So the, there are some people who, um, you know, many lifetimes have been building to this particular lifetime and there is a very specific mission that they are here to, to, um, create and birth into this 3D form that we're in. And others, it's um, it's it's very like how their soul connects. So I'll give you an example. I have a client that came in and he is defined as ADHD, right? So when we went, and I didn't know this prior to, to, to talking with him, but when we went into his records, what was coming through is I was like, Oh, like, like you see things in, you see much more than what other people see when you're hanging out with him. And he's like, yes. I'm like, you see a, you see far more details than what other people do. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and you hear a lot between the lines. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you're, you're picking in a lot of this way. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and you feel it sensorily. So every single clarability within this gentleman was lit up and on fire. Mm. And what was coming through was I was like, your soul understands the world and it creates with the world by using all of your senses all the time 
And when one of them is shut down, it doesn't get the whole picture. It's kind of left out and feels frustrated. Now, on a soul level, this is magical, mystical, and wonderful. Yes. But when we take this and we condense it into a 3D form, you're ADHD. And this is labeled as less than, negative, take drugs, whatever it is, and work with it. So what we were, what we were sort of breaking through and kind of deconstructing together was this is actually how your soul wants to exist. And any time that you apologize for being ADHD or you call yourself ADHD, it's almost like you're disrespecting your soul mm. and you're asking it to go and sit in a corner and be quiet. And so what was sort of his epiphany was like, there actually is nothing wrong with me. Yes. This, and so that was his aha moment was like, you mean I don't have to keep trying to be some version of how I need to fit into society? I'm like, no, because every time you do that, you're disconnected from your soul and you feel shut off. So oh it was giving a radical 180 for him. Um, so yeah, there are some souls that need to have a lot of different things coming in from different angles in order for their soul to, to make the cookie at the end, right? Yeah. They're taking the eggs and the flour and the the sugar and all the things in, and that's how they make the, the final product at the end. And for others, that's chaos, that's noise, that is that is so too much and overwhelming. So their purpose is, is very direct, very um, streamed in and specific. Yeah, oh my God, I love that. I love that story about the ADHD guy because I feel like Again, human design really helps and supports people in this way to, to stop criticizing ourselves for the things that actually they're our superpowers. They're the things that we're actually mm-hmm. here to do and express. Um, but no, they won't fit into society. Um, I just absolutely love that. And I, I totally 100% agree. I feel like purpose is something, and again, I'm just going to throw in the human design frame. I have a wide open G center. So what that means is that in my not self, so it's what we call the ego, I was literally searching for purpose, searching for, for lovability because I have this like a, this, um, it's an undefined or a wide open center. But what that means is that I literally take in other people's energy, their identity, like their higher self identity, where purpose lives and their direction lives. And then I amplify it and reflect it back. So what that means is that I would meet certain people and, and this happens a lot like, I, I meet you and I'm like, that's it. I have to sign up. I have to learn my Akashic records. Or I, you know, I met uh, Frank. Oh my God, I have to do the emotion code. Like there's this energy within me that really taps into people and, and can um, sometimes like it feels great when I'm meeting people, but it can kind of uh, misdirect me sometimes because I get excited about everything and everything feels really good. Um, but one of the things that I just really love and your session really helped me with this is I don't have like that clear one sentence yet. I do feel like I have one really clear purpose. Do you know what I mean? And it's a feeling and it's 100%, um, completely tapped into the journey that I've had, you know, and when I talk about the journey I've had and how, you know, I go from this place where I was really stuck in my head. I couldn't let consciousness in, you know, I couldn't even let spirit in. It was so clogged up in there. And once I sort of cleared space in there, got back into my physical body, allowed consciousness to start coming in and guiding me, then I realized I'd be giving my power away everywhere. So I was like, okay, cool. Now's the time to to step in, take my power, whatever that meant. It took me years to really work out what that meant. Um, That didn't mean me stepping into my masculine. I tried that. That didn't mean that I had to do all the things the way everyone else did it. I tried that. But it was this this ability that I've learned over time to really feel my purpose, to really be able to go, this feels like I'm on purpose. Um, And that's what I really loved about our session because everything we spoke about, it just was these perfect little everything you said, I was like, yes. And my sacral was like, yep, that's it. Or even these little comments. And at one point you said, oh, I'm sorry about the language or something. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You're in my records because I'm a total potty mouth. Like it's that beautiful expression that working with you actually gave me a reflection of me almost because you were really, um, I don't want to use the word validating because I don't think it's a really resourceful word, but you're really confirming for me like, oh, my God, I can trust me. I can trust this process. I can trust this feeling. Even though no matter how hard I try, I try to like whack it into a box and make it really usable or user-friendly, 
but I don't need to. I just just trust that feeling. Um, do you have anything to respond to on that? Does that well, yeah, yeah, because you're tapping into a conversation that I don't think I've ever had before, which I think is just so genuine that you're bringing it up. Depending on like my tone of voice changes when I'm in different people's records, the speed in which I speak will shift. Um, and it's it's exactly what you're saying. It's because I'm in your records. So your guides and your teachers and your soul are, are speaking to you through me and they're using the languaging and the tone of voice and the direction that, that hits you most clearly. So there's times when... Um, when I, when I've said to someone, like, I'm aware of how directly and no nonsense I'm speaking to you, like a very firm mother voice. And I'm like, just know that this is also part of your session is that this is how you need me to language to you, because this is how you need to hear this. And then there's others where I'm like, notice how soft I'm speaking. Notice how much time I'm giving you to respond. This is the, the the temperament or the cadence of your soul. This is how it wants to um, be given grace in society is to be able to take your time to think things through. So I love that you brought that up because that's never actually, it's something that I think about a lot because I, because I'm in other people's records, I get the contrast, right? Mm. You, the person receiving, you don't get the contrast because you don't see what other sessions are like. And so I've experienced this a lot, but I've never actually had the opportunity to talk about it out loud before because it's just never come up before. So I love how you just organically brought that forward. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And um, it's funny because it's something that I think we all do, you know, those of us that work within energy. um, I know that when I coach or talk to a generator type, I'm really different to coaching or um, unpacking a, a projector, you know, like I notice those energy shift and change uh, through me as well. Um, Wow, this has been so freaking amazing. So Heather, how can people work with you, whether it's a session that they want to do, a few sessions, or even do the training with you? Yeah. Um, so the easiest way to just get to know a little bit more about me is to come to my website. It's just my name, heatherivany.com. So H-E-A-T-H-E-R-I-V as in Victor, A-N-Y dot C-O-M. And on there, I just have a little button that says um, join the spiritual reset. And it's just a free seven day journey through your email inbox that just gives you a little bit more of an experience of me and the different things that I offer. Uh, And then those that want to go a little bit further, um, all on my website. Yes, my Akashic sessions, you can book in the trainings are there. I have a retreat coming up in November that there's still some spaces for. So this is a a retreat in uh, Mexico. And it's an Akashic retreat, but we're also offering um, experiences in human design and yoga and a few other flavors in there as well. So yeah. And my wow. Instagram handle would be the other one. Yeah. So those are the two main, my, my website and my Instagram is just my name, Heather, and then lowercase Ivany and or underscore. That's the name underscore. Yeah. That's beautiful. We will put all of that in the show notes so people can find Perfect. you. Um, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for the session that you did with me. It was freaking amazing. And it's definitely helped me to, you know, literally you gave me this yes. So I just set an intention to make a joke. I was just going to make a joke to this particular person um, about something. So instead of like initiating or asking if I could do something or anything like that, I was like, I'm just going to make a joke. And this tiny little joke in this conversation just grew into this massive massive opportunity. Um, So thank you. Thank you for giving me the yes. That was just really cool. Um, And thank you so much for everything that you do. It's been such a brilliant experience to work with you and and to share you with my audience. So thanks, Heather. Um, I just wanted to add this little caveat. That's okay. I just wanted to add a little caveat here because you did something which was very beautiful before you chose to um, trust me with your audience you wanted to experience what it was that I did with the records. And I thought that that was such um, a deep honor of respect and reverence to the audience that comes onto your program. So um, yeah, just know that those of you that are listening, Emma does her homework. She researches, she wants to make sure that what she's bringing forward and sharing with you is, um, is, is something that she wants to be sharing that, that she stands behind. And I think that that was a very beautiful gesture that you did there, Emma. Wow. Thank you so much. Because again, I don't tell any people, anyone I do this. And, and 
you know, one of my highest energies is the the divine mother. And I really do take responsibility for making sure that I deliver people on the podcast that are going to genuinely add value to everybody's life, not just my podcast, because Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people listen and then they instantly sign up. Like they work with people and I want them to get the results that I've got. And I want the, the people who are genuinely going to make the world better to be available to all my listeners, because I know they're going to come and work with me to make their lives better, but there's not just, it's not just me. There's lots of Mm -hmm. people out there that can support you. So Thanks for saying that, Heather. Thanks, everyone, for being here. I've enjoyed every second of it. And, um, yeah, well, see you on the next podcast. Bye for now. See ya. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, Could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.